confidence is a critical component of your business. Find out why on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SEM Rush. Started in 2008 with one mission, to make online competition fair and transparent with equal opportunities for all. To find out how SEM Rush can help you compete with the big boys, go to servenomaster.com backslash SEM Rush today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. This morning, I woke up early and I was looking at Quora. I'm always looking to see what people are asking about, what the zeitgeist is thinking about. And so many of the posts are pictures of attractive people. And they go, oh, is this attractive person real? How can someone be this good looking? All these questions like, how should I feel about this? They're all about appearance and they're all about these self-confidence questions. And I don't know why I'm getting them because I'm not in any of the looks groups. (laughs) I'm in lots of work from home groups. But it's interesting to me to see over and over again, people find someone online they find attractive and they post the person and say, how can I look like this? And they're constantly looking for a form of external validation. And you might be thinking, hey, what does this have to do with business online? This isn't about looks, that's a different niche. I get that. What we don't want to talk about today is looks. We're not here to talk about looks. What we're here to talk about is confidence. The problem is that these people are expressing by the question they ask a lack of belief in themselves. They think that they're ugly, they don't think they're good enough. I know this because really good looking people don't post this. The really good looking people post a different question. They post a picture of themselves and they say, hey, am I good looking? Or what do you think of this? Right? They ask a different question, but what they're really hoping for, they're fishing for compliments. But again, they're leaking a lack of self-confidence. I was working yesterday on my new product, Networking Empire. I was recording the video where I talk about confidence, and that's why I want to share some of that material with you now, because it's so important to your business. It's so critical. When you have low self-confidence, it will infect every aspect of your business. When you don't believe in yourself in different areas, it will infect how you price your products. It will infect your sales conversations. All of these things will get cursed because you don't feel like you can charge this much. If you think your time is worth $100 an hour, but you only feel comfortable asking for 50, you've cut your income in half. Your confidence has cut your revenue stream in half. And I see this all the time. The main reason we don't charge what we want to charge is lack of confidence. We don't think people will pay it or we don't think we deserve it or we don't think we're worth it. One of the things that my first internet marketing coach ever told me, and it blew my mind, was that most people, when they quit a job and move into online marketing, make the exact same amount of money. At my job as a teacher, my salary that I negotiated was $36,000 a year before taxes. The first year I worked online, I made within $100 of that, plus or minus, almost exactly 36. And I went, whoa. I realized that every month when I made, once I hit $3,000 in money, I would stop working. One month, I got a check for $3,000 on the fourth day of the month. I took the next three and a half weeks off. I had created this artificial glass ceiling and it's very common. And I, if he hadn't told me, it would have taken me a long time to break through my income. The next year I made more than 20 times more money. Massively changed my life because he showed me one little thing that was holding me back. Most of the things that hold us back in life are actually within our own head, they're in our own perception. That's why confidence and understanding this is so important because it can massively increase how much money you make and it can massively change your approach to business deals. Now. Most of us and most people, unfortunately, we're like solar panels. We get our self-confidence, we get our feeling good from external sources. We need an energy supply. 
we need other people to tell us that we've done a good job or we need to accomplish things to feel good. A lot of this, and there's this really amazing talk about education and how education is kind of uh, this moving target. Education is this really manipulative system because it keeps saying you can be prompt, you can be happy when you do this. You can be happy when this happens. Hey, work really hard when you're young, get into a good middle school. Work hard in middle school, get into a good high school. And you keep thinking that once I get to this next level, I can then be happy. They use happiness or satisfaction of the life you've always wanted as a rung in front of you. Right now, if you're working for a company, you have a job that before you had this job you really wanted. You thought, if I had this job or if I got this promotion, I'll be happy. Every single person with a job thought that. Wherever you are right now, before you were there, you thought, oh my gosh, if I just got this job, I'll be so happy. But then you get the job and you go, oh, this job isn't paying enough. I need a promotion. Then I'll be happy. And so we have this moving target in front of us. So we either get our happiness or our sense of self, our confidence, from achieving something from an external accomplishment or an external event, or we get it from external people, people telling us we're good. Hey, Jonathan, you did a really good job. Now, I, last night, got a really cool email from someone. Someone emailed me and says, I never read reviews of books, but your book was so amazing, I had to leave a review and I had to email you about it. it may feel really good. It's okay to feel good when people say nice things to you, and it's okay to feel bad a little bit when people say bad things to you. There's a review on Serving a Master, if you want to check it out, it's there. I, I didn't make any effort to delete it, where someone says that I thought this book was terrible, until I read the second half and it totally inspired me, but most of the people who've left really good, review, good reviews of this are probably drinking the Kool-Aid, which is a reference to a cult, in South, uh, a cult of Americans. The guy took everyone in his cult to South America and then they all drink poison Kool-Aid, okay? He's referencing me to the Jonestown Massacre. Now, as much as that initially hurt my feelings, a part of me goes, wow, this person took the time to create a really nice metaphor. It's horrific, but at least they're creative, and I kind of I appreciate that. It's better than just saying I'm a dumb, dumb jerk. At least they took the time to be eloquent and have a bit of a subtle reference. And so that's the biggest, I mean, I, I might have other negative reviews as well, but that's the one that I remember the best. <laughs> and so it hurt my feelings a little bit, but if we're external people, then I would be really good mood today, and when I read the other review, I'd be in a really bad mood. It would control my internal state. And when that happens, it affects other areas of our work. When we aren't happy, when we don't believe in ourselves, we're constantly chasing a brass wing, our total quality of life is lower. I talk a lot about how to have a good life and feel good all the time in my lesson on depression, and this is kind of a level beyond that. Instead of feeling not bad, this is about feeling really good all the time. People meet me and they think that I'm very, very high confidence, and that's an artificial construct. I was not a confident person as a child. I learned how to be confident because I realized it was necessary to continue living. I needed to change my destiny. And one of my friends, one of my mentors, told me about this idea of inside out versus outside in. And if you can lock this in, this will change your approach to life. This will change how you feel forever. Instead of waiting for external validation or external events or waiting for something to happen, instead you take control and you say, you know what, I'm just gonna be happy. And when you make that decision and you decide, you know what, I'm gonna be happy, and then when good things happen, that'll be awesome. When bad things happen, that's okay too. It stinks, but I'll endure. And when I made that decision, and it's amazing that it can simply be a decision, my life changed. My happiness went through the roof. I became much more confident. I became much more comfortable in myself. I don't need other people to validate me. As you know, I mentioned this before, I come from the dating or the relationship space. I used to teach men and women how to find love. And a lot of the guys, uh, one of the things that guys suffer from is initial conversation validation. A guy walks up to a woman in a bar. If she rejects him and says, oh, I'm not interested, he feels like in his head, she said, just like in the movie A Knight's Tale, You've been drawn, measured, and found wanting. A man walks up to a woman in a bar, has an eight-second conversation, she's not interested, and he feels like she's judged the totality of him as a person and found him lacking, found him inferior, not good enough. But that's not what happened, is it? 
you're a woman, you especially know 99% of the time that's not what happened. A guy will feel that way even if a woman goes, oh, sorry, I'm married, or oh, sorry, I'm a lesbian. Oh, oh, sorry, my boyfriend's right behind you. He'll still interpret it that way. How could someone possibly judge the totality of your personality in eight seconds? Now, same thing reverses. Of course, you know, in the power struggle between the men and women, and, you know, between people in any type of relationship, the balance of power shifts, and then there becomes a moment where the woman wants to oppress the man, or the one person you know, changes who wants to oppress the other person. You're on a date, and you think the date went really well, and at the end of it, you're wondering, oh, was I funny enough? Was my dress cute enough? All these things, and you're waiting for, to get invited on the second date. So once you start to like the guy, the balance of power shifts. See, in the relationship in the early phases, whoever likes the other person more has all the more power. And again, can someone really get to know everything about you in one or two hours? Of course not. I've had dates that were horrific. And I've discovered that even things that are completely outside your control, you'll get blamed for. I was on a date with a girl once, long time ago. And we're talking and I said, I'd like to kiss you. And she goes, no thanks. And a bird immediately pooped on her. One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, okay? I certainly don't have the ability to make that happen. I, the only time a bird's ever pooped on anyone right in front of me. It was in the middle of London, where you don't really expect it because it's such an urban area. It wasn't like we're, you know, surrounded by birds. And it was so funny. But she blamed me for it. I mean, she basically assumed that I had, like, Greek mythology-type powers where I could control animals and make them poop on people. Obviously, no one has that power. But she blamed me for that. And I knew I'd never see her again. I knew there was nothing I could do. I could see it in her eyes that it was my fault. There are things that are outside our control, and I could let that moment be like, oh, I failed. I failed at the state. Did I? No, it's the bird's fault, <laughs> you know? Maybe if I had a better personality, I knew the right way to do it, I could have turned the bird thing into a win. But these things happen. And so whether it's in business or whether it's in life, if you keep letting other people decide how you feel, you're always going to struggle. And the truth is that other people don't really know you. I've been with my girlfriend for more than three years, and I would say we know each other a little bit. She doesn't know the depths of my soul. It takes a long time to know someone on that level. She doesn't know every thought I have. Now, she knows me very well. She knows me better than anyone else in the world, okay? She knows what I'm thinking about all the time. She knows every time I'm trying to be sneaky, she knows what I, what's in the back of my mind. You know, if I'm trying to hide a present, she can tell, things like that. But I would still say she doesn't know the depths of my personality. She doesn't know what I experienced when I was a kid in high school and what it felt like to be fat and unloved and struggle and not have friends. But I also don't know what it's like to grow up so poor that two of your siblings were killed by snakes and that you had to fight wild animals for food sometimes, okay? So I don't, know how to, I don't know her experience either. I know about it, but I don't really know what it feels like. I don't feel like I still, at this point, have the ability to judge the totality of her as a human. So why do we give other people this power? It's because we're trained and we're brought up in a culture that thinks that external validation is key. This is why people, my generation, I still can't believe I'm a millennial, what a curse, are obsessed with posting their pictures of what they eat and posting pictures of them in their special outfits all over the internet to constantly get validation. Anytime someone is constantly posting those types of pictures, there's a 90% chance that they are desperate for that validation. And so it's a sign, even though someone can be really good looking and they can be really successful in this career of posting their pictures of themselves online in bikinis or whatever, they actually have a self-confidence problem because they need that external validation. And when they get good, you know, when they get upvotes on their pictures, they feel good and downvotes make them feel down. This is a sign and we're a culture that's very vulnerable to this because of the way we've socialized ourselves for the last 50 years or so. But if we can break beyond this, if you can go, you know what, I'm going to be happy no matter what, you will find every part of this process much easier. See, making money online, I would love to tell you, building a business online is easy, but it's not. It's just like building any other type of business. It requires work, time, sacrifice, and there are going to be bad days. And when you have those bad days, when things go bad, 
if you are not rock solid inside, it will destroy you and you'll quit. So there's a deep connection between your sense of confidence and your ability to weather the storms. I had a bad day on Friday. A couple of days ago, I, re I got back an email from an editor. I'd, I, try, I uh, dictated my last book. I dictated this book, 20K in a Day, and maybe if you're listening to this in the future, it's already out, but I dictated that book and I talked about it extensively inside the book. It was my first time to ever do a total dictation. And she goes, this is way too hard and sent it back. And I realized I have to manually edit the whole thing. And the truth is, I ha you have to. Because I really, I'm the only one who'll be able to tell what I was talking about in certain sections. A, massive sections have no mistakes, and then there'll be an area that's really confusing in the transcription, so it has to be me. And that's okay. I, but I was really feeling down about it, and I just was like, this is the worst. I don't want to do this. This is such a waste of my time. I thought I had paid someone else to do this. She sent the money back too, of course, but and I was feeling a little bit down about it. Now, did that affect the way I interact with my children? Did that affect the rest of my day with other people? No. In the moment while I was doing it, yes, I was a little bit snappy, but that's why I'm alone by myself in an office. There's no one to snap at. When I'm in the zone, working by myself in the corner, people don't distract me. My girlfriend and the kids, they don't distract me and I don't snap at them okay it, it doesn't translate over to them but in the moment yeah I was feeling a little bit snappish and so I wasn't talking to other people to make sure that that didn't happen but then it doesn't come into the other areas of my life when you have bad days when you have a slow sales day when you're feeling like a struggle you don't want it to affect your family life you don't want it to affect your internal state and this is how you can overcome that on a very simple core level to break down this philosophy in a very simple way is understanding how emotions work. Most of us think of emotions as these powerful forces. That comes from, again, bad psychology and a couple of books that came out 50 or 60 years ago that were dead wrong. Emotions are just thoughts that we have in a different category. And I can give you a perfect example of this. Let's say you're really stressed out, you have to work on a bunch of stuff, and all you can do is think about the something you have to work on and you're very sad about it, you're very stressed out about it, you're very depressed about it. But then you go to the movies, and while you're at the movies, you're suddenly not thinking about it anymore because the movies were able to distract you. A different thought, something else took primacy. This is a sign that whatever you were thinking about, whatever you were distracting was just a thought. Emotions are just a thought. I have some friends who disagree with me, but my personal experimentation and my personal experience of life has shown that this is true. And this belief, this understanding is what helped me break the chains of depression that affected a great majority of my childhood. So you're feeling this emotion, okay? Let's say you go through a massive breakup, or let's say your computer explodes, which happened to one of my interns recently, or let's say your work, or your washing machine explodes, because now washing machines are exploding. I saw that online recently. Massive recall for exploding washing machines. Something happens, and you're just feeling bad. Whether you lose your job, you get fired, you're feeling depressed. You get home, and then there's an emergency. Phone rings when your friends is hurt, or you smell smoke, okay? Nobody is depressed in a fire. There's no time for it. No one's depressed in a gunfight. Ask soldiers who are in the moment. They never feel those bad emotions when they're in the moment because there's no time for that. You have to focus to survive. And so different thoughts take primacy. These thoughts take control. And that means thoughts are just thoughts. And as soon as you realize that, as soon as you go, oh, wait, I can choose to not think about these bad thoughts, it will change your course. This is a core principle behind how I maintain my confidence, how I push back against depression. Whenever I start to feel bad, I do something that takes my mind off the bad thing and it pushes me in another direction. So as you're kind of going through this experience, as you're beginning to work for yourself and you're trying to write a book, you're gonna have moments where you think to yourself, I'm writing too slow, this project isn't working. I thought this client was gonna send me the money. I thought that this person was gonna do the deal with me. Deals fall through all the time. Potential client, coaching clients change their mind with me all the time. It's okay, it happens. 
it would be very easy to get depressed because I can always think, oh, that money would be really cool because I could do this with it or that with it. It would open up this opportunity or that opportunity. We all, when we think we're getting a big payday, when we think someone's about to pay us five or $10,000 or something crazy, we already spend it in our minds, don't we? And so when it doesn't happen, there's an opportunity there for us to become depressed, even though your state hasn't changed, right? You didn't have the money yesterday, you don't have the money today, but you thought you were gonna have the money, right? So one thought leads to another thought. When you have these moments, remember that they're just thoughts. Remember that these little events don't define you as a human. They're steps on the path to greatness. How many people remember that Ronald Reagan ran for president twice before he got elected? Probably nobody, unless you voted in those elections. Certainly nobody of my generation, and I believe nobody of the generation right before mine. We don't remember people's failures. My biggest failure is my book on decluttering. The first book I put on Amazon, I didn't know what I was doing and I made some mistakes. I also spent a lot of money putting that book together. That's a book that had the highest costs as far as publishing, as far as writing, as far as launching, all of those things. I didn't know what I was doing and I overspent. Classic thing that happens to someone when they're entering a new market, don't know what they're doing. That book was a failure for a year and a half. It was the albatross around my neck and I thought to myself, I'll never bake back my investment on that book. It will always be a loss. As a whole, Amazon is a massive profit for me, but if you look at this single project, I always thought it would be a loss. And then something magical happened about six weeks ago. It is now the top book in my entire catalog. Out of more than 30 books I have on Amazon, it outsells everything. It's dominating. I was looking today, it's the top book of this month again. Amazing. Things can turn around. The sun always rises. Remember that. Your failures can turn into successes without you doing anything. And when you remember these things and when you realize the importance of confidence and how confidence will affect everything you do, it will affect how long your writing sessions are. It will affect the quality of your writing. It will affect the words you write because when I'm feeling down, I write down. When I was doing a research, when I was doing a research project two years ago to write in the uh, survivalism and right wing space for a client, I was writing a bunch of emails for someone. I started getting really paranoid and started really worrying about the end of days. It started affecting my writing in other projects. Same thing happens if I read a thriller or a mystery. So the things that come into our lives, the things that take over our minds and affect our thought life, they can affect the other areas of our life. They can affect our income in other ways. You don't want low self-confidence or a bad day or unnecessary emotions to hurt how you feel inside, to hurt the quality of your work, because then you create a cycle. You get depressed, so your work suffers. So you make less money, so you get more depressed, so your work suffers more. This cycle, this negative type of cycle, can destroy your business, and this destroys many an independent entrepreneur. Certainly there are people who suffer from way too much optimism, but far often there are people that suffer and quit too soon because they don't have enough confidence, they don't have enough belief in themselves. And when they get caught in these situations and they don't know what to do, they quit. So rather than just talking about don't quit, which is something people, you know, advice people give all the time, don't quit unless you should quit, thanks, that's great advice. Instead, what I want you to do is become one with yourself. People talk about oneness you know, in a lot of Eastern philosophies. That's the idea where you feel like you are who you are and you are who you should be. And that comes from understanding how confidence works, understanding how your mind works, and realizing that a lot of the information we have about thoughts in our culture is wrong. You have the ability to control your emotions. You don't need external validation. True validation comes from within. The more you believe in yourself and the more confidence you have in yourself, and you can create confidence by taking control of your thought life, everything else will fall into place. This entire system will become easier, success will be easier, and along the way you'll be much, much happier. So if you look at me and say, wow, this guy seems so confident and happy, realize that I came from a place where I wasn't and I made a decision to change my life. And you can make that decision right now to be more confident, to reject negative thoughts, to not let small things affect how you feel about life. Small rejections are not a measurement of your totality as a human, they're just bad moments. And these bad moments are often part of the path. And at the end of the path, you're gonna achieve great success because 
you're on the path with me and I'm gonna make sure it happens. You're part of my tribe, you're part of my team. Working together, we're heading towards something great. I believe in you, and you should believe in yourself too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Head over to servenomaster.com backslash podcasts right now to find out how you can win a free copy of my brand new book.